0: This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast
1: Network.
2: And now uh, we've got Eric Levine. Uh, Would you describe, Eric, uh, Judge Weinberg? Eric is uh, one of the most prominent lawyers in New York. He's a great essayist, political commentator, host of many uh, elected officials and and public figures. Eric, uh, welcome to uh, Cats at Night. Let me ask you a question. They're voting on the rules that would be part of the negotiated deal to get uh, Kevin McCarthy, the speakership. What's your views about how these rules should be voted on, both substantively and, and procedure?
0: Well, I mean, let's, let's keep in mind that those that were pushing for this rule package, primarily the Freedom Caucus, one of their big complaints, Legitimate. Was that you have all these big omnibus rules, uh, these omnibus pieces of legislation, and that they should all be broken up into little pieces? And they've negotiated that we should have appropriations voted on each each appropriation voted for individually. Well, I don't understand why that shouldn't also apply to this rule package. There are some really crappy rules in here, and there are some good rules in here. So why I think the Congress the should, uh, should be voting on each individual <clears throat> rule, just as the House uh, the Freedom Caucus thinks that these appropriations bills should be voted on each individually. I mean, For instance, this cut-go provision, it sounds great on paper or in theory that for every time you're going to raise some taxes or you're going to raise revenue, uh, appropriate revenue, you have to not just pay for it, you have to cut. That is really a, um, uh, a way of saying we want to cut defense spending. And Jim Jordan, who was a very prominent member of the um, Freedom Caucus, and will be the head of the uh, judiciary committee. Said so as much on uh, Sharon Breen yesterday on Fox News that he thinks that there's a that there's a we should be cutting defense that it's appropriate to cut defense. You know, in exchange for cutting domestic spending, these things are completely different. Defense spending uh, should stand alone and distinct from cutting uh, domestic spending. So when you lump all these things together as this package, calling it a package, does it leads to some really awful things. Another example is what you were discussing just a minute ago with Paul
1: uh, uh, Eric, just add to that. At a time when China is expanding its military so much, the last thing we should be doing is talking about cutting defense spending.
0: Oh, 100%. Look, the way defense spending should be figured out is this. I mean, Tom Cotton was discussing it in his book, Only the Strong, and he was quoting Ronald Reagan. And, and I won't say it's not high verba, but the theory is we need to decide how much defense we need, what, how much do we need, how many Navy, How many ships do we need, how many planes do we need, how many soldiers do we need, how many nuclear weapons do we need, and then we add it all up, and that's the defense budget. And then we appropriate for that budget. Not to say we'll have X amount of dollars for defense, now let's figure out how we, decide, how we spend it. We need to, spending and standing up an army is one of the few things the Constitution specifically provides for the House to do. For congress to do it doesn't say you have to have medicare it doesn't say you have to have social security we can discuss you know, these are wonderful programs and we can discuss how much we want to appropriate for that but defense spending our national security that is the single most important thing government does to defend and protect the security of the, of the citizens of the united states and when you start putting defense on par and the same level as domestic spending you are bastardizing the constitution So this cut-go provision, which is a really – again, which may sound wonderful in theory, is really a bad idea because, fortunately, a majority of the Republican House caucus wants to increase defense spending. But what we're going to end up doing if we adopt this package is either we're going to be forced to cut defense spending or not have a budget. So that's a a recipe for failure. And to a point that Bill O'Reilly was making before that maybe people weren't watching at the time – that may or may not be true, but let's assume very few people were watching. While people were watching Kevin McCarthy being neutered by uh, Matt Gates and his goons, you know, it really resonated very poorly. They didn't just think to themselves, oh, this is, you know, this is democracy, this is messy. They're saying, can the Republicans govern themselves? But let's assume very few people watched. Lots of Americans are going to watch mm-hmm. going forward, can the Republicans govern and if we can't agree on a budget, if you're going to have 200 and, 212 Republicans say we want to increase defense spending and you have the the gate six saying we're going to oppose defense spending, and of course, the Democrats. Oh, are so is to, that uh, going to uh,
2: happen on every vote? Well, what happens, Peter King? I mean, you were in Congress 28 years.
1: No, what Eric is saying is true. The defense uh, budget, uh, basically un- under these rules that they will have to cut the defense budget and. Uh, Republicans don't want to do it, but they maybe feel somehow they're bound on this. It is a recipe for chaos. And we can, again, see the government shutting down or uh, you know, a repeat of what we saw last
0: week. I mean, one of the great distinguishing characteristics between the Republicans and Democrats is Republicans are, strong, are for a strong national defense. So
2: bottom line, because we got a break coming up. Uh, Peter King, what's the bottom line?
1: It's going to be tough days ahead. And if everyone was acting in good faith, that's one thing. I think last week we saw that some people don't act in good faith and a closely divided house that can cause chaos.
2: Well, we better straighten it out. I mean, who's going to be capable of straightening out? Uh, I'm
1: I'm still looking. Unbelievable. Yeah, well,
2: I, Eric, Eric Levine, thank you. We wanted to get you in here for a quickie, and thank you for, for making the time to come up. Thank you so much.
0: My, my pleasure. Thank you thank for you. having me. Appreciate it.